0: you do you let true green do your lawn care visit truegreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed
1: biden family vacation crisis
2: as first lady jill tests positive for covid
1: then liz cheney versus trump liz you're fired get out of here The epic battle. The odds are stacked against her. And just released NH911. A car just went through my neighbor's house. And for the first time, inside the house she plowed into, total destruction. Plus, sticking to his guns. You say you never pulled the trigger. The new Alec
3: Baldwin interview. There's only one question to ask here. Who put a live round in the gun?
4: Then...
5: Bunk bed disaster.
1: Hi, we are Snow Canyon All Stars of Utah.
5: The young player in a coma after tumbling off a bunk bed. We got to get him in as soon
0: as possible. Your son is in critical condition.
1: What you need to know about bunk beds, plus the big boom. New video of the meteor that shook two states.
6: What's that? But where in the world did it land?
1: And dorm rooms fit for a princess the epic makeover as college students hire interior decorators to make over their dorm rooms
2: we We love love the neon lights
1: now inside edition with deborah norville
6: Hello, and thanks for joining us. I'm Mary Kelvin. And today for Deborah, First Lady Jill Biden remains in isolation in South Carolina today after testing positive for COVID, unable to return home to Washington until she gets two negative test results. It's definitely not the vacation the first family had hoped for, as Amber Cogliano explains.
2: The first lady is in isolation today after testing positive for COVID. She began experiencing mild cold-like symptoms last night and a PCR test confirmed she has COVID. Jill's diagnosis is throwing the Biden family vacation into a state of anxiety. She and the president and several family members are staying for free at this $20 million estate on exclusive Kiowa Island in South Carolina. The nine bedroom mansion is owned by a rich Democratic Party supporter. The Bidens were joined on vacation by their embattled son Hunter, his wife and their toddler. But so far, the first lady is the only one to test positive for COVID. The 71-year-old first lady is double vaccinated and double boosted. She's taking the antiviral drug Paxlovid just like her husband did when he was hit with COVID three weeks ago. In his case, he suffered COVID rebound. Hopefully, that won't happen to his wife. Jill will stay in isolation at the mansion for five days. But the president returned to the nation's capital today as scheduled to sign the Climate Change and Anti-Inflation Act, accompanied by Hunter and his family, the adults wearing masks out of an abundance of caution.
3: The people who were around her before her positive test was detected... Certainly, are at some increased risk of developing symptoms, and I'm sure that they will be monitored very carefully.
6: Meantime, all eyes are on Wyoming, as Liz Cheney is expected to be voted out of Congress. As a Republican, she has lost support for taking on Donald Trump with the January 6th committee, but those sticking by her say, don't count her out yet.
4: Donald Congress Trump's arch foe, Liz Cheney, is fighting for her political life today, and the whole nation is watching.
5: The odds are stacked against her in this deeply red state. Here in Wyoming, this is no
4: ordinary primary race. Her opponent, Trump supporter Harriet Hagerman, has a double-digit lead in the polls. The people of Wyoming are going to tell her, Liz, you're fired. Get out of here. Get out of here the Republican Congresswoman has infuriated many GOP voters with her leading role on the January 6th committee.
6: I say this to my Republican colleagues who are defending the indefensible. There will come a day when Donald Trump is gone, but your dishonor will remain.
4: Her father, former Vice President Dick Cheney, was with her today as they went to vote defeat might not be the end of her political career. She has not ruled out a run for president in 2024. No matter what the outcome is, is certainly the beginning
6: uh, of, of a battle that, that is going to continue, and is going to go on.
4: Anger among Trump supporters over the raid on Mar-a-Lago is still simmering. And Trump was quoted as saying, the temperature has to be brought down in the country. If it isn't, Terrible
5: things are going to happen. What did the president mean by terrible things are going to happen?
2: I think he just is looking at what's happening in the country and realizing the angst. President Trump loves this country and he's never supported violence.
4: And the DailyMail.com spotted Melania at Trump Tower for the first time since her closet was reportedly searched by the FBI. Her face was entirely covered by a black mask and sunglasses.
6: The Department of Justice has returned three passports belonging to Donald Trump that agents took during the search of Mar-a-Lago. Two of them were expired, and one was the former president's active diplomatic passport. For the first time, we are hearing the 911 call placed from the scene of Anne Heche's fiery car crash. The caller could actually hear screaming coming from the burning vehicle, but he had no idea it was a famous actress. The
5: 911 call is stunning. A car just went through my neighbor's house. Okay. A neighbor calls 911 as the Anne Heche horror unfolds next door.
1: So that the car went all the way into the
5: house? Yes. The caller has no idea that the driver who just crashed into the house is the famed actress. Is the car on fire? It might be. There's a fire. There's a fire. Yeah. We need to find out about that other person that's in the car. Chaos unfolds as the neighbor tries to douse flames with a hose. Go this way. Go this way. I don't know i The caller is still unsure about what happened to the driver. Is
4: there anybody trapped in the car? Yes.
5: So, yeah, there's somebody it's crashing the car. It's big fire. I get the driver out of the car if we can, but I need you to stay in a uh, safe location. Before the crash, Hache was caught on camera speeding through the quiet Los Angeles neighborhood. She breathed in thick smoke for more than an hour before she was rescued. Oh, my gosh. New video from inside the wrecked home shows firefighters taking stock of the damage. The crash destroyed the entire house from one end to the other. Uh, it was great, right about here.
2: That's where the car was?
5: This Hache right here. And talk about Eerie. In a podcast just released today, Hache reveals who she'd like to play her in a biopic about her life.
6: I Kristen Bell. I've already thought about it. The two of them share a personality, ability to face the world the way that I feel like I have. Today, the director of Haiti's last completed film in which she plays a rodeo trainer announced the film will be dedicated to the actress when it's released this fall. It's the new interview with Alec Baldwin in which he stands by his story that he did not pull the trigger when a cinematographer was accidentally killed on a movie set. This comes just days after the FBI released its report saying the gun could not have gone off without the trigger being pulled.
2: Alec Baldwin is doubling down on his claim that he didn't pull the trigger when cinematographer Helena Hutchins was accidentally shot to death.
3: You say you never pulled the trigger, but the gun went off. Right.
2: Baldwin spoke on a podcast hosted by former CNN anchor Chris Palmo.
3: That will not make sense to people. If a bullet comes out of a gun, they say, well, then someone fired. You're familiar with this did not come from me. This came from the DA's office themselves. You're familiar with what fanning a gun is. Have you heard of that phrase fanning a gun? Yes. But explain So, if you pull the hammer back and you don't lock the hammer, if you pull the hammer back, pretty far. In old Western movies, you'd see someone fan the hammer of the gun. The hammer didn't lock. You pulled it back to an extent where it would fire the bullet without you pulling the trigger.
2: The actor also repeats his claim that he was told the gun was safe that fateful day.
3: There's only one question to ask here. Who put a live round in the gun? That's it.
2: Baldwin's interview with Cuomo came as an FBI report revealed its own tests show the gun could not be fired without a pull of the trigger, contradicting Baldwin's account, which he first told George Stephanopoulos nine months ago.
3: I didn't pull the trigger. So you never pulled the trigger? No, no, no. no. I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at
2: them, never. Walls close in on Alec Baldwin as his gun life falls apart, goes today's opinion piece in the New York Post. We spoke to firearm safety expert Steve Wolf.
4: The process of fanning a revolver involves pressing the trigger or applying pressure to the trigger, and while maintaining that pressure, pulling the hammer back and releasing it. Every time we do that, you'll see the cylinder rotates, And the hammer falls. It's certainly possible that he wasn't aware that he was pressing the trigger because it's not a large deliberate action.
2: Baldwin's lawyer says the FBI report is being misconstrued. Meanwhile, the criminal investigation by the Albuquerque DA continues.
3: I'm waiting. And waiting and waiting. And then the announcement's gonna come about who is or isn't gonna be charged. The process is slow. I am deeply, deeply, deeply resentful and bitter about how slow the process has been.
2: The interview ends on a note of dark humor.
3: I told people I'm gonna be a greeter in Vegas any day now. I'm gonna be remember me, I was in Beetlejuice. How are you, everybody? Please. Table nine, Frank. <laughs> Table nine.
6: Baldwin has been named in a wrongful death lawsuit filed by the cinematographer's family, along with two other lawsuits filed by crew members. It should be the happiest time of his life, preparing to compete in the Little League World Series. Instead, this 12-year-old is in a medically induced coma after fracturing his skull in a bunk bedfall. Stephen Fabian tells us what happened.
5: This 12-year-old kid is fighting for his life after falling off a bunk bed at the Little League World Series. Hi, we are showcasing all-stars of Utah. Easton Oliverson is in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, gearing up for the biggest game of the season. Yeah! Easton was staying in the tournament's dormitory complex. A photo from the parents guide shows there are no guardrails on the top bunks. It's just a mattress. We spoke with his father, jace from the hospital room.
0: He just simply rolled off and cracked his skull, his cheekbone, and while he cracked his skull, he broke an artery. And that's what was causing the bleed in his brain.
5: Bunk beds made for the home like this one are required to have a guardrail. Unfortunately, no such standard currently exists for institutional beds, like in the dorm where the little leaguer was sleeping. Bunk bed injuries happen more than you think. 36,000 injuries are reported each year. And it's not just kids. In 2018, a popular Bachelorette contestant was rushed to the hospital after rolling out of his top bunk.
0: He fell out of bed and landed on his face. Oh, my
5: God. David rabbitt suffered a broken nose. Can you make a fist for me? In 2015, this young man fell off his college bunk and landed on his head. Clark Jacobs had to have brain surgery and was in a coma for 10 weeks. When he woke up, he had to relearn how to walk, talk, and eat. CASA Kids in Brooklyn specializes in bunk beds and says safety is always a top priority. The main feature for a bunk bed to be safe is the guardrail. Not only has to be in the front side of the bed, but all around. Unfortunately for Little Easton, there were no railings on his bunk bed.
0: The doctors are very encouraged by his progress he's not awake yet so we're just being patient and hopeful Mm -hmm. prayerful and just hoping for the best outcome
6: Little League admits they have used bunk beds without guardrails since 1992 without any previous serious injuries. Still, out of an abundance of caution, they are removing all bunk beds from their dorms and will now have each bed individually on the floor. You may have heard about the meteor, which caused a big boom heard across two states as it entered our atmosphere. Now new videos are emerging of people startled by the out-of-this-world sound.
2: A loud boom could be heard across the sky, and yet it's a beautiful day. Doorbell cameras across Utah and Idaho captured the moment the mysterious noise hit, rattling nerves around the state. Turns out that loud boom wasn't thunder. It was a meteor crashing to earth. This woman got quite the surprise as she followed the meteor streaking across the morning sky. Watch as the fireball zooms over a popular ski resort. So, where is the meteor now? Where exactly did it land? Astronomer Patrick Wiggins says there's a good chance it will never be found. We don't know what
5: happened to it, though. My guess is that it probably broke up in the atmosphere and fell to Earth. And there's a bunch of very valuable pieces sitting on the ground somewhere out there. What
6: that? The meteor is valued up to $50,000. Trouble is, it looks like any other rock and is hard to spot.
4: Next on buddy. Carriage horse nightmare. Uproar over what happened to the horse named Ryder.
1: Where is Ryder today? And
4: dorm rooms fit for
1: a princess. Oh. As college students hire interior decorators to make over their dorm rooms.
2: We, we love the neon lights.
1: Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. We'll be right back. My Daughter the Doctor. Next in Edition, the proud mom who put up a billboard.
5: That's me, I'm Dr. Chris.
1: To tell the world all about her brilliant daughter.
6: She's the best mom in the world.
1: Then, they're greasy, they're messy. Water! Why so many women are falling for line cooks.
6: I understand why line cooks are so hot now.
1: Watch the next Inside Edition.
6: Thanks, Mr. Elephant. Watch as a really smart elephant at a zoo in China picks up a child's shoe that fell into the enclosure, then raises it up to the fence and gives it right back. Pretty impressive there. He even got some hay as a thank you treat. And now video that is shocking everyone who sees it a carriage or sprawled out on a hot New York City street. Les Trent tells us what happened to the horse named Ryder. It was
4: an upsetting sight. Come on, buddy. A carriage horse collapsed in the aptly named Manhattan neighborhood known as Hell's Kitchen. The temperature that day had reached 87 degrees. The pavement was much hotter. The driver whipped the horse, trying to get him on his feet. The horse is named Ryder, and he remained on the ground for more than an hour while police hosed him down. Finally, he was able to get to his feet. The time has come to end this barbaric, inhumane practice. Today in New York, animal activists called for a complete ban on horses. The so supporters would say that this is part of a New York tradition. Uh, is there not a safe way to continue this tradition?
3: It, again, uh, uh, the circus, the circus was a tradition.
4: You want to hear that? The circus. Is, does anybody feel that we should have a, abusive animals in the circus? Witnesses say they saw rider in extreme distress Hours before he couldn't go a step farther.
2: Hours before Ryder collapsed on August 10th, he was seen struggling to walk, falling to his knees.
4: Here at Central Park, the horse and carriage ride is a big part of the New York tourism experience. But for years, animal rights activists have been calling for an end to the tradition, claiming it's cruel. Could the disturbing video of Ryder in distress be the spark that galvanizes the anti-horse carriage movement? Where is Ryder today?
2: We, we don't have the information as to where he is. We're very concerned.
4: Christina Hansen, who represents carriage drivers, says Ryder has a neurological disorder and was not suffering from heat stroke when he collapsed.
2: There's no reason to ban well care for highly-regulated businesses uh, who are taking good care of the horses.
6: We've just learned Ryder is now living in what's being called a vacation ranch, where he is fully retired. When we come back, my college dorms are starting to look a lot fancier. Delve
2: into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available...
6: It used to be an insult when someone said your room looks like a dorm not anymore. Walking into this dorm room the first thing you
2: think not so nice for these freshman roommates at the University of Mississippi something had to be done so they hired an interior designer just look at the transformation from this. To this, lots of white with accents. Very comfy, cozy. Because of how like chaotic freshman year is, it's nice to have like a safe, comfortable space that also looks like it's like out of a catalog. So that <laughs> helps. And their favorite thing? We love the neon lights. (laughs) We got the same font, the same color. Interior designer Eden Montgomery supervised the dorm makeover. The dorm room should encompass all the qualities of the girls' home because it's their first home away from home. College kids hiring interior designers to spruce up their dorms is a growing trend. Check out this dorm from blah to beautiful. The before and after photos make you forget, it's a college dorm. Here's another before and after dorm room makeover at Ole Miss. I love it. TikTok is flooded with dorm room makeovers. They're all showing off before and after videos. Dorm living,
6: it's not what it used to be. Oh my
2: gosh.
6: A dorm decorator can cost up to $5,000. And coming up next, who gave them the water hose? Finally, target mom.
4: It's a beautiful day for mom and son in the garden. Until the toddler grabs the hose. And uses it to spray mom down. Boy sure thinks it's funny.
6: Mom, not so much. He's trouble. We'll see you next time.